Hi friends, welcome back. My name is Jen Lewiston. I'm your host for Daughters of the King, and we are so thrilled that you are here with us today, and I hope that you enjoy this next episode. I also wanted to let you know that we have just launched Sisterhood Circles, a place for women of faith to come together, to build community, to have a safe place, to share our struggles and our joys, just even the mundane. Um, We want to talk through all the things of ministry, the things of what it looks like to live a Christian godly life, what it looks like to be a single Christian woman in today's society. So come hang out with us. Go to jenlewiston.net, look under Circlehood, Sisterhood Circles, and there you will find all the information to come and hang out with us. Can't wait to see you there. so excited you are here again. I am thrilled to announce that I have my awesome son here with us today who is turning 20 actually today. So that's cool. Uh, When this airs, he will be turning 20 years old. So welcome Isaiah. Thanks for coming and being a part of this. Thank you. It's uh, awesome to be here. I'm uh, I'm very excited to be here and uh, talk about this today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Talking about what it's like being a PK. PK. Yep. Yeah. Be living in a pastor's home. It's interesting. I think I may have shared this on a previous podcast, um, <clears throat> but I was really nervous about having children because my husband and I knew that we were called to the ministry and we accepted that call, but I knew having children that they were not going to get to choose that on their own at least initially. And so I I was a little fearful because it's one thing to choose a call and to walk in it. It's another thing to just grow up in it and maybe not even understand the fullness of what all of that means and maybe even struggling with some of the things. I know in our situation, we've moved multiple times. Um, I know in our situation, we've mostly been in, you know, really small churches. And um, Isaiah, you had used a phrase uh, before we jumped on here about living what what was that phrase you said uh, living in the glass bowl you know as a pk it definitely can be hard um because in the church perspective all eyes are on you and your parents well it starts on your parents but because of that it kind of also goes down to you um so there's definitely definitely some uh, difficult aspects to that but like you were saying um there's also some really good things too uh like you've said i mean we've moved a lot uh, i was talking to some friends back in texas a little bit ago and I was like, I have moved 11 or 12 times and I'm only 20. That's crazy. Like, it's crazy, but at the, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I think it's also about your mindset and how you think mm, about it too. Cool. Yeah. Because, and some, some people might look at that and be like, wow, that must have really sucked. Like, <laughs> right. not really had a whole lot of friends, not really mm. had this, but it's like, no, like it was actually really, really good because I get to say I've mm. I've lived in Florida. I've lived in Tennessee. I've lived in I've been a part of freezing temperatures in Massachusetts, you know, like <laughs> I've experienced that, are you? <laughs> not at all. Those what was it that one day we had like two and a half feet of snow and me and dad were out there shoveling. That was horrible. Yeah. But no, it's always I, I, I think you have to change. I had to change my perspective and realize that, mm. yes, it might have, it might not have been everything I would have imagined or but maybe even wanted yeah maybe even wanted but it was at the end of the day God knew what he was doing Mm -hmm. and being able to say I've lived in these amount of states yeah like knowing that I could pick up the phone and I could call a person and they'd be they could be who knows where but like just 
just the outreach that I have because of that, you know? The people that you know. Exactly. Yeah, and you mentioned yeah. not having a lot of friends. So the people you know aren't necessarily your age. Yeah. But I feel like you've made, have, you, you have relationships with mentors. Exactly. And like I said, with, with both of my parents being pastors, it gives me the, I've met countless missionaries. Mm-hmm. I've met like, and then there's even relationships that because of you and dad, I've been able to form but you and dad might not necessarily even have that much of a relationship with them, you know? Right, like so it think, became your own relationship. Exactly. I think of the missionary in Africa. Mm. That became, uh, you and dad knew of him, and that was the connection, but then that became me and his relationship. Right. And so we were able to form that relationship, and I might be taking a trip to Africa someday. Right. So it's just really cool that the connections of being a pastor's kid has gotten me. Which is cool because I don't know that, like I think you had said, like a mindset shift and like being grateful for the things that you do have. And I know for me, like my fear was the hard things that come with being a pastor and then a PK. And I didn't want you guys to have to walk through those hard things. But I mean, that's life, right? Like in life, you have hard things, but you also have like these amazing things and God gave you guys, um... I mean, I just think that that's like a really cool perspective, you know, and even sitting here talking, like, I don't know that I, I've thought that, but I don't know if I've ever like verbalized it or even heard you necessarily verbalize it. And so it's cool to, to hear you say that and to yeah. know that, you know, in the midst of the hard, there was still really, there's still really great things. Yeah, for sure. And, and like you said, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it has not come without its difficulties. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, as a PK, we are in that glass bowl of when we're at church it does not matter what the previous night was it doesn't even matter what the car ride was like it's you got to have that smile because people look at us and you got to you got to you got to you got to feel it out you got to be what the people need you know Mm, in a sense yeah so it's like because some people coming into church they might have had a horrible week and they they then look to the pastors and people in there and yeah yeah, and so you felt that pressure of being, would you say, like a a persona that was like perfect, like you were the perfect kid? Oh, for sure. Really? For sure, yeah. Uh, definitely an aspect of seen as, oh, Isaiah's perfect. Oh, Isaiah's got all this stuff figured out. And it's like, no, I do not. <laughs> definitely not. Um, especially, especially in my time in high school and going mm. through youth group, just like... All right, all eyes are on me. I got to be this perfect PK. Mm. I can't mess up, can't do this wrong. And then that, 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 was a, that was a lot of pressure. Do you feel like that pressure came from mom and dad? Do you feel like that pressure came <clears throat> from like just your own, like your own ideas of like, oh, uh, this is like just what's expected of me? Do you feel like that pressure came from the church? Like, where do you think, and I want you to be like honest and real here. Like if you feel like it came from da- mom and dad, I want you to feel like you can say that. Yeah. Um, so like, where did that, that pressure do you think came from? So I think it came from a mix of myself and the church. Um, and not, not necessarily saying like somebody said this or anything like that, but just my, my own ideas. Um, obviously this, this might sound really bad, but obviously you and dad have a, an image, quote unquote, image to maintain. Um, you guys are these people's shepherds. I mean, the Bible talks about it that the pastors are the shepherds of the people. Um, so, in a sense, it was. It felt as if I didn't have my stuff together, then how would people judge you and Dad? 
So like if people are like, oh, Isaiah is this, 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 and this, then how would that affect you and dad on your platform that God has given you? So there definitely was a sense of pressure that I think I gave myself of, all right, if me and you or me and dad got into an argument the night before, I just had to suck it up. <laughs> Even if I felt like it was unfair, like, all right, that was between us. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. So there, there definitely is a sense of pressure that I think I put on myself mm-hmm. that wasn't necessary or I didn't need to put on myself. But I think... I think it also kind of helped me mature a little bit too, especially as I got older. Um, so yeah. The, one of the things I'm, I was thinking while you were talking is um, <clears throat> like the pressure to, to be perfect or to have it kind of all together. And then I always felt like I, I in my own mind, and maybe I didn't do this as well as I thought I did, um, I, in my mind, wanted us to be very real. Yeah. Like, I always was like, now, if your dad and I were fighting or, you know, the kids, we were fighting. I mean, I remember countless times. <laughs> I mean, who else struggles with Sunday mornings and trying to get your family to church, right? So, like, that's just a real thing. But I do remember saying to my kids, you know, sitting in the car in the parking lot of church and being like, now, listen, <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're going to go in there. You're going to be good. You're going to do the oh, right thing. Sure. You're not going to act like a crazy mess because I will pull you into the office and do what I need to do. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but so I, there was definitely those moments. So I feel you on that. But I also feel like in my and again, in my mind, it was like I wanted us to also be real. Like we were real yeah. people and I never wanted to to put across that we were perfect and that if we were when we would come to church on a Sunday morning, somebody would say, how are you? I really tried to not just give that pat answer. Yeah. Now, obviously you can't always go into details of like, well, <laughs> you know, this, 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 and this yeah. happened. So, I mean, you have to, you know, be very aware of who you're actually talking to and, yeah. and, and all of that. But I feel like I tried to be the same person I was at church yeah. that I was at home, that I was at the grocery store, that I was pumping gas, that you know, like all of these scenarios in our lives that we, your dad and I, I think tried really hard to be the same person. Yeah. Would you say that you felt like we were, or would you, do you feel like at church, we were like this cute little perfect family. And then we get home and the Hulk comes out and everybody's like, you know, hates each other, you know, but by Sunday, we're all going to love each other again. I think, so I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a divide this into two, two different answers. Um, I think you and dad have done a really, really phenomenal job at maintaining and being the same person throughout the week. I mean, I think of dad this past Sunday. We were at church. We went out to eat. And then he's paying for a dude's meal and yeah. talking to this guy and, like, helping this guy through his life struggles. <laughs> and I'm like, guy. that that's awesome. And I, re- I remember, <clears throat> I want to say this was maybe two years ago, two and a half years ago. Me and dad were at Walmart. And out of nowhere, dad just disappears. Like, we're going <laughs> towards the car. I have the cart. We're about to unload it into the car, and then dad's just gone. And I'm like, where, where did this man <laughs> he does go? This to me what, too. what happened? <laughs> I'm I like, I ain't you. got the keys. How am I supposed to unload the food? What's happening here? Yeah. And then eventually I find him. He, he was only a couple cars over, and he was talking to this lady. Mm. And I'm like, Pops, how, do you, how are you able to do this? Mm. He's like, you just, if I feel like they need to be talked to, I feel like the Spirit's leading me. I'm going to put my flesh aside and I'm going to do what I got to do. Yeah, he's really good at that. And so like having that as an example of 
I may be uncomfortable with something, but this is what I have to do. And mm. seeing dad on Sundays, I mean, you watch my dad on a Sunday morning, he will make his rounds <laughs> and he will try to talk to almost every single person in the congregation, even after church. He's always there praying. I mean, I know there's countless of times he's picked up the phone late at nights to help people. So it's just like, he, you guys are the same person in church, mm. outside of church, at the gas station. Um, not always at Walmart. Not at Walmart. Walmart changes people. <laughs> Walmart, Walmart's like its own dimension. Like Walmart can't even be looped into there. There's too much stress, anxiety. Walmart is its own thing. That's amazing. And you can't even loop that in there. Just no. That's awesome. Um, I mean, I will say I'm glad to hear you say that. I mean, I feel like we've tried really, really hard to never be, you know, because at the end of the day, my goal is not for you to be in ministry. My goal is not for you to like the church. Yeah. My goal is not for you to even like your mom and dad. Like at the end of the day, my goal is for you and your your brother and sister to love Jesus with your whole heart and to serve him um, however he calls you. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, the goal is is a relationship with him so that your eternity is is with him. Right. And so that's always been my mine and your dad's heart and our goal. Now, if you do ministry, great. If But we've said, you know, if, if you want to go and, and do anything else, do it. Yeah. Just love Jesus. You know, that's always been our thing. And so I never wanted... I never wanted you guys to look at ministry and look at look at the people of the church or church and say, I want nothing to do with that because of all the hurt and the pain. Because, I mean, honestly, let's just be real. When you go to any church, whether you're in ministry or not, whether you're the pastor or not, there's hurt, there's church or yeah. there's hurt. Why is there hurt? There's because it's hurt. people. Yeah. Right? Because people aren't perfect. We're sinners. And I just never wanted you guys to not serve Jesus because of how either we responded or how you saw us handle things. Yeah. And I know one of the things that is very controversial um, as pastors, uh, your dad and I have always been very open with you guys. Yes. We've always, you know, if, if there's, we, we weren't, we didn't like divulge names and tell you like who's acting a hot mess. <laughs> but you guys knew when, when we were hurting. Yeah. You guys knew when there was hard things going on at the church and you wouldn't necessarily know details. But, but we knew, we, we knew. Yeah. We didn't know, but we... Right. And yeah. we didn't... I mean, we didn't hide it Yeah, that we're struggling right now or that this is hard right now or God's people are acting a hot mess right now yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever that was. Do you feel like that... Like, should we have should we have done that differently or do you feel like that like... Like, how do you feel about that? I think you guys did that very, very well. Um, I think it's very easy to look at churches... And say they've got it all together. Mm. Um, so, for example, if I if I was a PK, um, as I am, uh, <laughs> duh. I was like, if, but it, I am that. Um, but if I, I, since I'm a PK, if you guys didn't include me on some of the the difficulty and the challenges of being a pastor, I think if I were then to go into ministry, I would be like, oh my gosh, this church is crazy. <laughs> my parents' churches they pastored were perfect. Why is mm. this so crazy? What is, is it me? Is I not hear God properly? Like what's happening? And I think it's also super, super easy to look on the outside of something. And like, for example, if you look on the outside and you just look at Elevation Church and you see what Pastor uh, Stephen Furtick's doing, you're going to be like, holy cow, that is an amazing church. They got everything figured out. They're perfect, blah, 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 right. blah, 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 blah. But you have no idea what's going on the inside of it. 
So I think you guys including me on the challenges, the difficulty, the the pain sometimes that comes with ministry helped me out to now know, all right, I know in the next four or five years when I become a pastor, this might be really hard. <laughs> and I mean, dad tells me all the time, he's like, ministry is going to be one of the hardest things you ever do. Ever do. He's like, same with being a father and same with being a husband. And he's talked about this Sunday. And I said, and I want to do all three. It's like, heck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So. Because um, you know what you're called. Exactly. And I think it, it, nothing, how's it go? Um, nothing, nothing. Nothing worth doing. Is that what you're going? Yeah, that one. Is that like if it's yeah, I can't think of the saying right now either. But I just if, had a if total it's, brain fart. Yeah, <laughs> if it's worth doing, it's going to be hard. Yeah, exactly. Basically, at the end of the day, yeah. It's like it's all about pushing through, and it might suck. I mean, I remember countless. I remember one time long, long ago. I think I was like maybe thirteen or fourteen, and a business meeting happened at the church, and I was there. And I remember someone got really frustrated with dad, and my blood was boiling because I mean, I I am a mama. Mama, daddy boy. And uh, seeing that, like seeing someone else get after my dad, I was like, yeah. oh no, like I got to do something. Like I, was, like I was ready to throw hands in church. I was like, no way. I love it. Um, so like I said, it comes with its difficulties, but being yeah. open to that and seeing the realism mm. behind ministry and the realism of what pastors are going through has helped me see that, like you said, people are sinners. We yeah. are sinners. There's going to be hurt. There's going to be pain. There's going to be disagreements. Right. That's that's the body of Christ. It's just part of it. That's what we are. And so you just got to push through and know I'm called. This is my calling. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to pull up the bootstraps and I'm going to start trucking through the mud. Like, let's do this. Yeah, I love that. I think the thing, too, is like you guys saw the the hard. Yeah. You guys saw the, you know, all. The, I, you've seen it all. But I think then what's cool is like, like specifically like you know as pastors you you pastors of smaller churches don't make a lot of money yeah that's just what that is you don't go into ministry to be rich (laughs) (laughs) yeah balling on a budget balling on a budget baby um so there were multiple times in our lives um that you know we 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 prayed for god to meet a need i mean i remember we were sitting in the basement for nine months we were you know unemployed um living in a, a friend's basement and um i remember we were like we we have to have like we we don't have we we have nothing yeah. i mean at that point we had nothing and but i remember us praying together as a family and asking god god we need you to show up in a really big way you know and then we had an interview with i don't know if you remember this but we had an interview with a church and we ended up they we just knew it wasn't you know, where we were supposed to be. Yeah. But that church ended up sending us, well, one of the board members of that church who connected with dad ended up sending us like $1,500. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. <clears throat> so it was like those things that we've, we've shared the heart, but we've also shared like the blessings. Yeah. And how many times have we shown you guys, hey, look, this check just came in and we, we needed it and we've been praying. Yeah. And look what God did. Go ahead. I think, I think, that you and dad are phenomenal teachers um because i think of it all the time me and dad were texting the other day and i was like dad thank you for always teaching me to never give up Mm. like it was something super easy and like we're trying to find an old video or something (laughs) and he was like you just never gotta just never give up and like you guys have always whenever we've had something like that happen you're like all right 
give thanks to the Lord. He's He's provided for us. Right. And like this, this is what happens when you trust God. And I I thought about it. Me and Dad have had this conversation. He's like Isaiah. Like we've gone through some stuff. Like, are you sure you want to do ministry? Because mm. I'm obviously I, you know this, but for the listeners, I'm in college pursuing a uh, degree in ministerial leadership. Uh, the plan is to be a pastor. So he's like, are you sure? You like, are you sure this is what you want to do? <laughs> and I'm like, pops, I've seen, I've seen God's hand move mm. too much. Like, I know this is what I got to do. I mean, I've even shared this with you, but uh, on the topic of like just blessings, we had a friend's giving, and I had a friend bless me financially, like over the craziest thing. Like mm. they were like, Isaiah, you know how I make pecan pie? And I was like, yeah, but like just, I won't be able to make it just because fundage is a little tight. And then. An hour later, they sent me. They sent me some. They they blessed me. Right. And I was like, wow. Like just. And then back, you made like, the pecan pie. And then I made the <laughs> best pecan pie on planet Earth. No. Because you um, have your daddy and uncle squeaky. Exactly. Recipe. Shout out to them. <laughs> Could not have done it without them. I love but it. But it's like just you guys have shown me that. You you guys have taught us that God will never fail us. Mm. And even mm. when it's like the midnight hour, I mean, you're talking about that. I mean, I I. That, that's like the fifth blessing I've heard of from those nine months of us living mm. in the basement. You and there's know? multiple. Yeah. So it's like no matter, even if it's the smallest thing of just not being able to make a pecan pie or a <laughs> yeah. massive thing of not being able to make ends meet at the end of the month. Right. You know, like God will not leave us. And you guys have showed us that. And I think that's the great thing that you guys have done is you guys have included us in the church hurt. You guys have included us in the church amazingness. Mm-hmm. And then you guys have also included us in regular everyday life too of this is what it's going to be like when you're 35 married and have two kids are you ready for this yeah i'm like not at all because i'm 18 mom yeah uh but you guys have included us in that and shown us what it really is to be an adult i mean i think of i was doing my own laundry but i was yeah i don't do y'all's on young yeah and so it's like (laughs) all right gotta do what i gotta do pull up the bootstraps let's get to work yeah so yeah, well, think, Ian's nine, and he does his and he, own laundry, and he's been doing his own laundry for a couple of years. That's crazy. Because if you can put it in the thing, you're you can, tall enough. You just gotta lift that sucker up. Yeah, money. And then he just falls into the washer when he tries. He to falls in. Oh my gosh! <laughs> when he tries to get his clothes from the washer to the dryer, I remember. So that I have happened. to help him a little bit. But I remember that happening because I I didn't help and I just took a picture of him. That's amazing. I was like, it was just two feet hanging. <laughs> Straight up in the air. Yep. Little head was down in the It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But I think that's important is like yeah. literally like obviously we're laughing about laundry and stuff, but it's the life principles yeah. that, that you guys are learning that like for you now at twenty, you know, obviously, you know, you're not dating right now, but the goal is to be married at some point, right? And so it's like I always I did not want I do not want my children to be married, whether you're a male or female, and rely on your spouse to take care of things that you are capable of doing and it was and you know i stayed home this whole time with you guys and so i mean you know we'd bring kids into the uh into the home and i'd you know watch children and stuff for to make some ends meet but um you know it's not my responsibility to make sure that your laundry is done yeah now it's my responsibility to make sure that you're safe that you're fed you know that you've got a roof over your over your head you got clothes to cover your body Um, but it's okay. And I think that this is a little bit off topic, but I think that too many times moms specifically, because we deal with mom guilt, feel like we have to do it all 
and we don't. Yeah. You know, it's okay to have our kids do the dishes. It's okay to have our kids learn how to do their laundry. Excuse me. It's okay to to give them responsibility and we don't have to do it all. Now, was it always done perfectly and was it always done right or Definitely well? Not. Definitely no. Not. Isaiah, <laughs> no. clean your room. All right, so put everything <laughs> under the bed. Got it. I can do that. I got you, Mom. Or in the closet. I don't or, think I ever went. Closet was always well a mess closet. My closet was already messy anyway. Well, you never really had like a real closet with all I of our I never had rooms. a real room. You Let's be honest. <laughs> okay, so trauma. Trauma, trauma. one. <laughs> or 552. <laughs> Let's say trauma. We said ministry is not for those that don't need money. That made no sense. I'm, a, That's awesome. I'm off topic. I no, I know. We, we kind of... Took a, took a train to another planet. I said but, squirrel. Um, but anyways, I just, I think that, so with you walking through like the realities of church hurt, the realities of God's blessings, like the good, the bad, the ugly, the mundane, just the yeah. everyday, you know, just mundane of it. Um, I know that you personally, you know, started getting involved in church, you know, when you were young. Can you, two things, like, Kind of wanted you to share a little bit about like your call because, yeah, for sure. you know, your mom and dad are pastors. And I know you touched a little bit on the fact of your dad saying like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Yeah. Um, you know, it's like at what point, like I know your story, obviously. So I know when you were called, but at what point did it really become your calling and not, hey, I'm seven and woo, this will be fun. Yeah. But really became like, no, this is what I want to pursue and I'm passionate about pursuing this. Yeah. So... For those of you who don't know, um, I was called into ministry at the age of seven. Um, I was at the altars in Kids Church, um, and I was just... Plug for Kids Church. Yeah. Shout out to... Like, <laughs> listen, y'all might diminish... Not diminish, but, oh, it's just Kids Church. Be, be like, little. It's like a but it like is, daycare or something, and It is not. the biggest thing. I mean, at, at the college I'm going to now, we had a... Uh, it's a ministry college, so we had six weeks of serving a Kids Church. And the impact that leaders in kids' church have yeah. is amazing. Like, I, it, it was something so small, but I had these two kids who were obsessed with Pokemon cards. All we ever talked about was Pokemon. Sorry, this is a bit off topic. No, you're good. I love this. But all they ever wanted to talk about was Pokemon cards. I remember my first week serving with them. They're like, let me show you my Pokemon collection. You need to come over to my house and I can show you my Pokemon <laughs> collection. Awesome. I was like, I don't think your parents are going to be okay with that. <laughs> but... Take some pictures because they both had phones. I was like, take some pictures and show me next week. And they're like, awesome. And so one week they came up to me and they were like, if we memorize five scripture verses, can we get Pokemon cards? And I was like, make it 10 each and I got you. Wow. And so they were two brothers. And so they memorized a bunch of scripture. Did they so really? Was, yeah. And so they came back the next week. Did you have Pokemon cards? I didn't have them. Oh. But I went out because I needed to make sure they had it memorized first. <laughs> Before you spent your money. Exactly. <laughs> so they recited all the scripture verse to me. And then I went out and got them some Pokemon cards. I love that. And so it's just the, the value mm. that kid kids ministry has is impeccable. I mean, it yeah. talks about the, the brain is beginning to develop and the the stage that they're entering is in, in is where they're going to make their core memories. Yeah. I mean, because think about it, This is when they're learning how to ride bikes. This is when their brain is really starting to develop. So if you can grab them and show them how much God loves them, it's going to change their life forever. I love it. Um, that was off topic. But like I was saying, at age seven, uh, I was in kids ministry and I felt the Lord speaking to me. Um, he was going to say, he was saying, uh, Isaiah, you're going to preach around the world. 
Um, I still have no idea what that means. Um, along with it, he gave me the scripture verse, Matthew 28, 19. And for those of you who know me and have seen me, that's the, that was my first tattoo that I ever got, Matthew 28, 19. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, I just knew from day one that was my call. That is what God had for me, and that's what that's what my life was going to be about. Yeah. That was, and that's been my heart for forever. M- missions and just bringing people to know and love God is just it, it, it's it, it's what burns in me. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I touched on Africa. I have such a heart to go to Africa. Like, let's go tomorrow. Like, I, <laughs> I don't care if I'm in debt. Like, let's just go. Like, let's do this. But it's also, I think, in the same aspect, there's people here in America that are hurting too. So right. it's it's not. The scripture verse, therefore, go and make disciples. They're not saying go. You have to leave America to go do it. Mm. No, we can go and make disciples at Walmart. We can go yeah. and make disciples at the gas station. Right. Like it is an everyday thing. And it's not just a, all right, we're going to go make disciples on this missions trip. We're going to do this, 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 and this. We're going to help these people with this orphanage and then do that. No, there's an orphanage down the street that's struggling from us. Right. You know, so... Yeah, that's yeah, completely a lifestyle. off topic. No, it's but. not. It's a lifestyle. You saying let let it be a lifestyle, not exactly. just a six a six week or a week venture that you take. Yeah. you know, every one or you know every two years or something. Yeah, um, where you, you mean your heart is, you know, live that out in your everyday life. And so, when did you feel like? So you were called at seven, and I mean, I remember you talking to dad and I. And it wasn't like, oh, I think God said something to me about like preaching around the world or something. I don't know. Like I'm seven, you know, like you said it in such a way that was like, oh my word, like for your dad and I were like, yeah, you just received a call from God. Like, (laughs) and we've like continued to talk about it through the years. You know, we didn't just have a moment after church on Sunday and let that be it. Like we have, we've talked about it numerous times, um, as you've grown up and, and, obviously walking into adulthood and, but at what point do you feel like, do you feel like it was just always just something that you knew you would do? Or was there a point in your life that maybe you remember a specific time or, or there's just a point in your life where you're like, yeah, this, this is a hundred percent what I'm supposed to do. I think it's, there's, there's been a lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a moment in high school, high school was difficult for me. I mean, you know, I, I struggled with the blending in aspect. Mm. I mean, me and you have talked about this countless times. I became a chameleon in mm. high school, you know? Yeah. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be liked. That's always been my problem is I want I want people to like me, you know? Like, I don't want people to not like me because that makes me feel horrible. Um, so that that was one thing that I struggled with in high school. But I remember a big, a big flip switch for me was one of my buddies. Um, I could tell you, yeah, um, one of my buddies, we were talking about religion and Jesus and all this. And I was, I went to a public high school. Um, so, well, for the beginning of my four years of high school, um, I went to a public high school and his name, I'm not going to drop his name. No. <laughs> uh, we were sitting at lunch and he was like, Isaiah, why are you a Christian? And so I said, well, my parents, and he was like, I'm gonna stop you right there. He's like, your, your, your relationship is not your own. It's your parents. The only reason mm-hmm. you're a Christian is because of your parents. So why would I why would I believe in something if it's just from parent to kid, from parent to kid, from parent to kid? Right. And I'm like, I, I got to go to the bathroom. Right. Um, I, I had no idea what to answer, but it, mm. it got me thinking. And I was like, how do I make this my own? 
how is this God that I serve become my own relationship and not just you and dad's? And me knowing what my call was really helped me with that because I was like, mm. all right, I know that God has called me. And then from there, it was just seeking God more and more and more and more and really seeing, all right, this is who God says I am in scripture. This mm. is what it looked like for the 12 disciples that God said, therefore go. So it was like just realizing that, all right, let's do this, you know? Yeah. And that was a journey for you, though. It didn't oh, just happen Oh, for sure. Overnight. That was not an overnight thing by any means. I think it's a, it's a daily thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that we're constantly going through. Um, our relationship with the Lord never stops, and Him speaking to us never stops. So it's a, it's a daily thing of more, more knowledge and more mm-hmm. seeking. So, And more, at least in my experience, it's like dying to the flesh. Yeah. And it's a, a, living yeah. for Him because like, the world is so enticing at times. And, you know, God just wants us to go deeper with him. And sometimes it's easier, like you said, just to fit into the world. Yeah. That's, that's easy. Yeah, it really is. Like at the end of the day, that's easy. It's going against the grain and it's, you know, being on the narrow path that he calls us to. That's what's hard. And so having to die to our flesh on a daily and really seeking him on the daily is, it's not easy. It's hard. And so, especially when you're in high school. And you are already struggling with wanting to fit in. Yeah. And now you've been challenged. Yeah. By someone who doesn't even go to church. Not even a Christian themselves. Yeah, not even a Christian. Yeah. And it's like, dang, what am I doing wrong? Like, how can I be better? You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, for sure. So it was then where you realized this needs to be my own. Yeah. My own faith, my own relationship with Jesus. And so that's when your, your personal journey really started. Yeah, for sure. And then, like I said, with this ministry school, that's this is where I feel like I'm getting the skills that I need now. Because mm. we're talking a lot, a lot about apologetics, hermeneutics, all this stuff. And it's like just understanding, all right. And then the realization, too, that I'm not learning to defend the Bible so I can go out and start arguments mm, and prove right. like, oh, you believe this? No, that's wrong. Jesus right. is right. Blah, 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 blah. Right. No, it's to come around them with love mm, and be like, all right, I know the Bible is true because this, 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 and this. And I've seen it play out in my own life. So you might try to come against that, but I need to have the proper tools to defend the word right. and say, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> However, right. so I think that's, that's, that's what we got to do, you know? Yeah, it has to become it. our own so that we can be strong and say, number one, you can try to come at me and say that what I believe is wrong, but I have to be strong enough to know that it is not wrong. Right. So like when the question comes from your friend. Exactly. You can... I can say, yes, <laughs> but I've seen God work in my own life. Right. I've experienced the spirit on a personal level to where I now know that this is not you and dad's thing. You mm, know, this yeah. isn't just, oh, my parents are pastors. I'll go to church. I guess I'll lift my hands up during service. Mm. And I mean, there definitely were points where when I was struggling with my faith and struggling with my walk, where it became a, all right, it's the course of the song, time to lift up my <laughs> hands. Um, you were doing the, I, I got to be the, the good kid. Exactly. Because I'm a PK. Yeah. Yeah. But then once you realize that this is mine, and mm. once I really got a firm handle on my walk with Christ, I was like, this is it. Yeah. I love that. Now you did a lot of serving I would say like early, gosh, I don't remember how old you were when you first started. I know you started playing drums when you were about nine or 10. You started yeah. learning drums. Um, but you would. I started I mean, serving before Ian was born. Yeah, you were, that. I, Ian was I born was, when you were 10. Yeah, I was eight or nine and I was serving in kids church. 
because we didn't have anyone to run sound. <laughs> That's right, because I was doing kids ministry and you were coming and helping and, run yeah, sound. Yeah, Cape Cod. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, and then in Iowa too. Yeah, and I and then, holy cow, <laughs> that is insane. But yeah, that I've been I've been crazy. serving in all types of churches. I learned how to. I was I started learning how to play drums at age nine. Yeah, so you've been work, serving in sound. Since I've you served were like in sound. Nine. Yeah, served in sound and like pro presenter and all that stuff yeah. since I was like nine. I preached my first sermon when I was what, ten or eleven, at Cape Cod because I did. It was I, Cape Cod. So I spoke yeah. on Daniel. And I used the Veggie Tales video. Yeah, you were you were ten. I was you were 10. ten and a half, or uh, you have been like eleven. That is crazy. Because Ian was he was eighteen months when we left. That's another thing that I'm very grateful for. Is obviously I hear every single one of Dad's sermons. Right. Um, but having that outlet, I mean, I think of mm-hmm. how many opportunities I've had to preach, like in a real setting, and then. Not because of you and dad, and then also not because of you and dad. Mm. And it's just God saying, confirming, like, no, you are called to be a pastor. I want yeah. you to preach. So I think that's awesome. Like, just the beginning, my very first sermon was at age 10 in kids' church. I know, how crazy. And it was maybe 10, 15 minutes, and I was scared to death. <laughs> and half of it was just Daniel in the lion's den, veggie tale version. <laughs> but, like, just that, like... But they loved it. You did exactly. so good. And, and the then, fact that I'm almost tw- I'm 20 today. Yeah. And I still remember that. Like, yeah. I may not, the tag team service that me and dad did in Iowa. Yep. I have, yep. N- I could not tell you what I spoke on. <laughs> but I can remember my very first sermon. That's cool. But I, I think that's very, very and cool. And I think it's cool that I was in kids kids ministry because you yeah. were really having a heart yeah. for kids ministry. And then I think like, like even these young boys that you were talking about at the beginning and how they came to you were like, Pokemon. Yeah. Um. But like, you have these five, six, seven, eight, nine year olds. You know, like, oh my gosh, this kid is doing this. Like, he's a kid. He's like one of us. Yeah. And if he can do it, and then I can, I do, can it. do it too. You know. And I think it's just so encouraging. And I love the fact that your dad and I being in a ministry has allowed you these amazing opportunities. Yeah. Um. If that y'all you weren't in ministry, pad. I don't think I'd be a drummer today. Because mm. I remember, like, I think I was. It was after school, so the church and the school were together. I think it was after school one day, and I was chilling in Dad's office before he clocked out. And I was like, "I'm gonna go in the, I'm gonna go in the auditorium, and I'm gonna look at the drums." He was like, "Okay." So I went on the piano, and I was like, "Just banged on it." <laughs> and then I went over to the drums, and uh, the yeah. associate pastor heard me, and he was also the worship pastor, yep. and all because small church, yep. every pastor Everybody wears does like it all. twenty-five hats. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so he was like, "You wanna learn how to play drums?" And so he taught me something simple, and then we played together, and then lessons started happening. Yep. So it's like, I would not be a drummer today if that's crazy. y'all yeah. weren't in ministry. Yeah, I would not be a photographer like I am mm. if I was if y'all weren't in ministry. Like the video skills that I have would not have happened unless yeah, because you had opportunities to, exactly to work on your your skill. And that's the thing. Yes, there might be some very hard aspects of ministry, but I think of the positive things that have happened in my life, like. Becoming a drummer. I think of, I mean, when we were in Massachusetts, I was able to literally fall under uh, people and they were able to show me things. I right. Mean, we, we redid a sound booth. And so mm. because I, was, I had the opportunity, I got to learn how to build. Right. Like that's something like 
in a church. Like that's not right. a normal thing to learn when being right. a part of a church. But I got to learn how to do more ground and maintenance stuff. Like mm. just the opportunities that God has given me because of my position has been crazy. Yeah, that's so awesome. I love it. I, I'm I'm so grateful to God because I tell you before I could have before we had you guys there was a real genuine fear of having children and being in the ministry and uh, but prayer and keeping it real yeah and um, I think conversation yeah um, I feel like we've always communicated really well yeah how to just just touch on like on that because I know that I feel like there's a lot of parents whether they're in ministry or not in ministry you know Christian or not Christian just a parent um you know struggle like you know there's one side that says gentle parenting and you know we do it this way and and then there's you know the other side it's like oh just let your baby scream until they fall asleep and then there's you know there's all these different things and the the world christian world secular world all of it is just giving like inundating us parents with how we should um you know raise our kids and my only for me it was it was the fact that I felt like I was, I know I was raised in a, in a very dysfunctional home. And um, I chose, I mean, I remember like laying in my bed at 12, 13, 14, going, I will never. Yeah. And I will do this. And I will do that. And I will never do this. And I will never do that. And I haven't been perfect by any means. Um, but I feel like I've really fought to create a home where you guys could be you and be real. And we, I always valued us having a conversation. Yeah. Now that part of that's just my love language. Like I want to communicate and yeah, have it all sure. out on, have it all out there. <clears throat> you know, I'm an Enneagram eight. So <laughs> I'm like, it's all coming out whether you like it or not. Um, but do you feel like that was a benefit for you? Or do you feel like, gosh, my mom made me talk and I hated it. You know, like how do you, how do you feel with that being your home environment? I think it was definitely a good thing. I mean, I the countless midnight conversations me, you, and dad have had. Yeah. Like, just growing up, going through high school, going through teen drama, going through relationships. Like, that is something that we've always had. Like, you mm -hmm. guys coming alongside and saying, you done did messed up. Here's a quick <laughs> slap on the wrist. Now let's get this figured out what to do. Yeah. So, I think... I mean, they say all the time, communication is the key to relationships. Right. I think that goes along with dating. I think that goes along with marriage. I think that goes along with siblings, with father to son, mother to daughter, daughter to son, father to daughter, you know? So I think without relationship, like, there, there's nothing there. I mean, we mm -hmm. think all the time. I mean, I, how many times have you and dad told me, Isaiah, call them? Don't text them. You sent a you sent a TikTok, sent a TikTok today. To it was it was this girl, and she was like, "I'm just gonna text them." And the, and the mom, mom was like, like "No, call, call them. them. I'll send an email. No, call them. I'll just send another email." Because that was me all throughout high school. Yep. Dad was like, "All right, go send out job applications." He was like, "You gotta call them," and I was like, ah, "I'm just nah, gonna I'm wait." Good. And now, happens. and now, imagine that my job is calling people. I have to dry call people. Just dial in the phone number. Hi, my name is Isaiah Lewis. And how are you doing today, ma'am? Who would have thunk? That's crazy. God was preparing you. Exactly. It, that's, that's, that's totally God, too. Because every yeah. step of the way, he's been preparing us. And yeah. then I think about... And this job is going to prepare you for your future in ministry, exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. That's and cool. then uh, on the topic of communication, dad has always been, say it properly. Mm. Say the right words. No, read. I, I hate reading. I despise <laughs> reading. But he's always like, you need to read yeah. so you 
can talk properly. I want you to talk mm-hmm. like a normal human being. Right. So it's like just you and dad coming alongside and saying, this is what we do right. This is how we fix your problems. Isaiah, I want you to communicate clearly because you want to be a pastor someday and you yeah. can't go upstage saying all these hip and trendy words <laughs> like, hey, yo, John 316 says this is lit. What's up? <laughs> like, you know? I mean, you could. I mean, but... I definitely could. But, you know, so yeah, it's just, just you guys. You, <laughs> That's amazing. You and dad have just taught me how to be respectful and how to do, I mean, dad yeah. says it all the time, do the right thing. Yeah. So I feel like too, like it's, it's created, you know, not that we haven't had moments where, you know, lies are lies creeping, you know, oh, for or, sure. you know, sin happens, whatnot. But I feel like having communication, like, you know, like you, you mentioned dating, like, I feel like it's really, and oh, again, no. this is me. So <laughs> stop laughing. Um, I said, Oh no. <laughs> but like, I've had rules, dad and I've had rules about dating. Yeah. Um, but we've never just said to you. You're not dating while you're in high school, period, end of discussion. We've yeah. always had conversation and we've talked about like one of the things Bell and I actually talked about on our podcast was classy and trashy. Versus trashy. Right. And so like it's not just, hey, be cla- be a classy woman. But yeah. it's like this is why yeah. we choose to be classy. And it's not just because it's a mom opinion. You know, this is what the word of God talks about too. It's how, to, how you present yourself and how... Um, you know, everything we do represents Jesus. Yeah. And so I feel like our communication has been able to go into those deeper places of yeah. not just, Hey, don't have sex before marriage. You yeah. know, Hey, don't we, you know, we just don't want you to date because your mom and dad dated young and the first couple of years of marriage were really hard. You know, it's not just those things, but I feel like we've, and you haven't always agreed Yeah. and you haven't always liked the rules Yeah. and you haven't always even obeyed all of the rules. Yeah. But you can't ever say, my mom and dad gave me rules and I don't know why. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think even, uh, like, like you said, I, don't, I can't ever remember a time where you said, no dating. Like, no, absolutely not. I mean, I remember my first girlfriend that I had. I mean, me and you, we talked about it. I asked her dad. Like, it was very much so a, a formal thing, you know? And it was always you And guys. it was just to go to homecoming. Yeah, it was just it to wasn't go to homecoming. so crazy. It wasn't even to date her. That it was, was so just funny. to go to homecoming. That was hilarious. <laughs> but but like, we were teaching you to be respectful. Be and respectful that, and then also yeah. to protect my heart. Yes. And for any future relationship. Because it's not... I feel like sometimes we think... I don't know, at least for me when I was younger. I always thought this was going to sound so stupid. But this was my young brain. Like, <laughs> life is a video game. Like, okay. Yeah. It was like just me. Like it's me. Like I ain't really got to worry about other people sometimes. Like mm. it's just me. But it's like in the relationship world, it's like no, I have to protect my heart, but I also have to protect the heart of whoever I'm seeing yeah, or as a talking man, to. It's your responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you guys did a really well job, a really good job. <laughs> English, it's difficult. You should read more. I shouldn't. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. Attacked on the podcast. <laughs> I am personally hurt. I'm going to go cry now. Whatever. Um, But you guys did a really good job of showing me, all right, Isaiah, you're not going to have sex before you're married because you need to protect your heart. Right. And you're not going to play with a girl's feelings because you need to protect her heart. And I think dad also did a really good job of, and like I said, I think you and dad did really well at showing us your guys's previous mistakes in your life mm-hmm. and being open with you and dad's relationship in high school and saying this is what me and dad did really well this is what me and dad didn't do too well at right so it's like learn from that mm-hmm. it wasn't a 
iron fist coming down. You're not going to do this, 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 this. No reason. It was, hey, this happened to me and dad. This is how we can prevent it from happening with you. Right. Or me and dad did this really well. When you get a girlfriend, do this, you right. know? So I think, like I said, you and dad are phenomenal teachers. And you guys just saying, hey, this is why we do this. This is why we don't do that. Um, I think that's really helped me through life. That's you know? awesome. I appreciate you saying that. Of course, mom. You're so sweet. I know. <laughs> so silly. Yeah. yeah, I feel like my biggest my biggest goal in in raising you guys was to have our home life and even outside of the home to be very real. Yeah. Like we're not we're not sugarcoating things, you know, we're not um like we're just keeping it keeping it real. And so that's always been a big deal for me, and it al- it hasn't always been perfect. Yeah, you know for we sure. haven't always done it always right. You know, one of my nicknames at the house is the Hulk, um, and I'm fully aware why, and that's okay. Hey, it's okay, um. okay, but it's changed. <laughs> it's changed because we've all we've all we've all gotten better. Right, we've all we're growing. We are growing. <laughs> so little by little. Yeah. Praise so if Lord. you had like to wrap this all up, like being a PK and the the joys, the sorrows, you know, all the things, if you had to like kind of just wrap it up into a little, which you can't, but into like, you know, a sentence or a, an emotion or a feeling or, or whatever that would be for you. Like what, I know this question's kind of like, oh, I didn't prepare for this question. Um, what would you say? Oh boy. Um, I know it's a deep one. It is a deep one. Yeah. I'm trying to think how I want to, how I want to go about it. Um, I mean, like I said, it's, it's hills and valleys, you know? Um, I think being a PK is a lot like our walk with God. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of awesome moments in life where it's like, this is the best day ever. <laughs> Woo! Right. And then there's other days like, I don't want to do this ever again yeah i want to lay in bed i want to cry i don't want to do nothing Mm -hmm. um but it's that's life you know i i because i can't sit back and and i I think i was talking about this with a friend i've gotten really good at just kind of being like it is what it is like yeah pick up the bootstraps like let's keep moving i can't i mean even since i've moved out and gone to texas i'm like if something happens if my car breaks down all right it is what it is. Let's figure out how to solve the problem. Like, yeah. let's get this. Let's, Keep going. We got to figure it out. So I think that's that's always also helped me. And just like, God's got me. Mm. I don't have to worry about what. I don't need to worry about where my next meal is coming from. I mean, yes, I need to be proactive, but God's got me, you yeah. know. So I think that's that's really just it. Just knowing that I can trust God no matter what. And yes, it's going to be rough. It's going to be tough. I'm not going to always enjoy it. And when I'm a pastor and when my kids are PKs, they're not going to enjoy it. There's probably going to be arguments. There's probably going to be this stuff, but that's a family. Right. That's life. Yeah. Um, so it's just pulling up the bootstraps and saying, all right, I know that I'm called. I know that you and dad are called. So I just got to keep pushing through. I love it. I love it. Thanks for being here with me today. Absolutely. I'm really sad you're going back to Texas. I am too. But I'm happy you're going I'm back gonna to cry. Texas. And then in two weeks, I get to see you again. Ooh, Christmas. Yeah. What are you getting me for my present for Christmas? I can't tell you. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> Guys, right. I just want to um, pray real quick as we close this podcast. I'm just so grateful for you being here, being a part. Isaiah, thank you for joining me today Absolutely. and just being a part of this and sharing your heart because a lot of this is vulnerable stuff. A lot yeah. of this is putting yourself out there and, and it's not always easy. Um, so I appreciate you being willing to 
you know, kind of open the the window of your heart, if you will, um, to just, you know, your last, your 20 years of life and what yeah. that's meant to you and, and being, um, a PK living this PK world. So yeah. thank you. I appreciate that. So let me pray. Jesus, we just thank you so much for who you are, God. And I thank you, father, God, I just pray for any PKs that are out there that are, that are maybe listening to this podcast, father, that God, that you would just minister to their hearts, Father. If they're going through a hard time, God, or really questioning, God, what's their faith and what's their parents' faith, God, or questioning their call, Father, like what do you truly have for them? Lord, I pray that you would speak to their hearts, God, that you would, even through our our words, Father, in some way, God, would just minister to them, Father. Would There would just be a moment, God, that you would use um, to, to speak to their heart, God, to speak to their soul, Father. And God, that if anybody um, who's listening to this is struggling, God, just we pray that you would minister to them, God, that you would be their everything, Jesus, and that they would um, run to you, God, not to this world, Father, um, but to you, Jesus. God, as, as the struggles are real, Father, God, as the hurt is so real, God, we we had fun today and we've laughed, but those, the pain, uh, the church pain, Father, it's real and it's hard, God, to walk through this many, many times, but God, you are faithful. And so, Lord, I pray for people listening to this today, God, that if they're walking through a hard season right now, God, that you would just let them know how much you love them, God, that you would um, give them a wink from heaven, Lord, and just be um, all the things that they need from you. And Lord, I thank you for all the PKs who've made it through, God, and who are still um, serving you, God, and loving you, Father. And and Lord, we just pray that you continue to um, speak life uh, over each and every one of them, Father. God, I thank you for being a part of my son's life, God, for being everything um, in my son's life, God, and, and for leading him and guiding him, God. And thank you uh, that he um, is is doing what you've called him to do, Lord. I pray that you bless him, God, and go with him, God, as he goes back to Texas, God, and um, and that you would just uh, continue to do all the things that you have planned for him, Father, and that he would allow you, God, to, to show him, God, uh, continue to show him, Lord, what you have for him, Father. God, we love you. We thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank Amen. you again, guys, for being here. Have a great, have a great one. Thanks again, Isaiah. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>